This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to Best Bets for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. So what do you do if you have to take your dog out and you live in a high rise or it's, you know, snowing or storming and you're just SOL, right? Well, my guest today, he designed a bathroom for your dog. How ingenious, right? Stay tuned. I can't wait to introduce him to you. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Elaine Corshane. Did I pronounce that right, Elaine? You sure did. Good job. (laughs) All right. (laughs) For once. Okay. He's president and founder of Doggy Bathroom. This is such a cool concept. How did you just come about deciding, you know, I'm going to make a doggy bathroom. So it's not just for everyone listening. It's not just like pads on the floor or anything. It's way beyond that. Thank you for that great introduction. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really planning or I didn't seek out to do this. This was really the result of a a desperate necessity that uh, I had with my dog. So we live in Montreal and uh, in the middle of a cold winter, I adopted an Italian greyhound puppy. And uh, he was trained to use his little pee pads inside, but we also live in a high rise. So going outside multiple times a day was kind of challenging, especially in, you know, my, in freezing cold. So we relied on pee pads as well as, you know, going outside. But that was working fine until he started to lift his leg, um, <laughs> which then I realized why female pups are the first ones to leave the litter. <laughs> uh, so the males really, as they develop into teenagers and adults, they start to lift their leg. So... My little guy was really well trained on pee pads, but when he would try to use them, obviously with the whole leg lifting issue, it became destructive to say the least uh, in our house. And he was smart enough to know that what he was doing wasn't working anymore. So it started to affect his personality and his confidence. And it was heartbreaking to watch because obviously you'd have, uh, you know, he'd, he'd lift his leg on the pee pad, but it would go all over the baseboard, under the floor. It was it was a nightmare. So I figured, well, there's got to be some kind of vertical pee pad holder or whatever. So I started Googling and looking on Amazon just for some kind of... A vertical pee pad. Yeah. So some of the, like, I just felt like he, he could lift his leg. That's all he could do, really, to, to lift his leg. So I just need somehow to hold Touch a it, pee right? pad. Yeah, to, a pee pad vertically like that I could put up the wall or, or something to capture this. So I couldn't find anything. And I, I was Googling, like, what do people do with male dogs? 
So it was either that. So either thumbtacking pee pads to the wall or teaching them to go, you know, put a pee pad in the shower. You know, neither options really seemed viable for me. That didn't really seem that great of a solution. But I did find that some people were like, like cutting up bins or cardboard boxes and then lining them with pee pads. So I did that. And uh, so I went to a big box store, got a couple of plastic bins. I chopped them all up, put them back together. And I lined the inside with, uh, with pee pads. I put it in front of him. And I thought if he goes in and lifts his leg, this is going to be great. So he did exactly that. So he walked right in, he lifted his leg and we had like an eye contact moment, he and I, <laughs> and, uh, you know, being in the middle of the winter, it's super cold in Canada, lots of snow. This was an amazing solution. So we got through the winter and then realized like this really doesn't look that nice uh, in our condo <laughs> that we had, you know, plans to renovate. This plastic bin just really looked awful. Um, and it wasn't that easy to clean either. And my background is in design. So I'd spent 10 years designing people's houses and I had seen pee pads on the floor in the past, but I never could relate because I never had a pet up until now. So I figured, well, you know what? I have prototyping capabilities. I can do something nice. So I set off on a venture to create like a nicer looking plastic bin that could hold pee pads vertically. And I became very intrigued by the whole business of doggy business, <laughs> to, to put it lightly, because I, I saw that there was a real desperate need in the market for something like this. It just didn't exist. So I thought that was really interesting. It really inspired me to create something nice that was stylish and that I could have imagined putting in my clients' homes, you know, and of course my own. So I came up with a nice prototype that I felt proud of. And then I thought, I need to test the market and see if this is actually viable. So I launched it in Las Vegas at SuperZoo, which is a really big pet fair. And this was back in 2018, I think. And uh, I thought either I'm going to get laughed at or praised. So I was really open to both. And we really got a lot of great attention. And everybody that looked at it who has lived the pee pad life or understood small dogs completely looked at it and said, you know, I get it. This is great. How come this doesn't exist already? Which was my number one question is how does this not already exist? So long and behold, we came back to Montreal afterwards, and then I decided to launch a Kickstarter campaign. And that went super well. We raised $45,000, and that gave me the confidence and you know a bit of cash to go to China and build the molds, which led to the first production of 2,000 doggy bathrooms. And just to give the listeners a, an idea of what the doggy bathroom is and how it looks. Yeah, that was yeah. my question. Yeah, so it's essentially a, a white enclosure that if you can imagine, a, I don't want to compare it to a laundry basket, but in terms of scale, that's about the size of a laundry basket, but it's all one piece, it's all closed, and you can line the interior with pee pads. We make our own pee pads, which have an adhesive strip on the back, which allow you to secure them vertically. So if you can imagine kind of like a cross between a post-it and a pee pad, <laughs> uh, so that allows you to, to, keep, to, to secure them vertically in place so that the males can walk in and lift their leg. And then we put another pee pad on the bottom even though I designed this for male dogs, immediately a lot of female dog owners were drawn to it because of the visual privacy that it offered, not just pet parents, but for the dogs themselves. You know, when dogs get ready to go and do their business, they circle and circle and circle. And a lot of it has to do with security and them feeling comfort and, and secure. And having them do that inside the doggy bathroom gives them that extra layer of comfort. But also if you live in a high rise or a condo or, or somewhere and you have guests over and your dog, you have a small dog and they decide to do their business, you know, at least it's it's visually, you know, concealed. So that gives you an idea of what the doggy bathroom kind of looks like. And it has a, a rubberized base that uh, keeps it securely in place. 
And that base can also be used on its own as a training device. So for example, if you have a, a dog that does not lift their leg, uh, they can use just the base as well. I'm not sure if I'm doing a good job describing it verbally, but you really have to check out the website to get a good sense for what it looks like. It's a device that works really well for anybody who lives in condos or in cold or extreme weathers. But what we were also pleasantly surprised to hear was that we had a lot of clients in the southern United States buying the doggy bathroom. And I was very surprised by that. And I had to find out why. It rains and it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot. But and also it rains a lot, a lot. Yeah. And dogs don't <laughs> like to go out in the rain. They hate it. Uh, and uh, I learned that there are a lot of predators also that, you know, dogs, some small dogs can fall prey to, which I understand at nights, that's a big concern. So, you know, we're not saying don't take your dog out. No, we're saying take your dog out, have a happy life, walk your dog. This is just a solution to a plan B. So if you're working longer hours, or if you live in an extreme climate, whether it's hot or cold, but as most of us know, who have Small dogs, they have small bladders and high metabolisms, and that causes them to pee more often. So you either deal with the problem or you pretend it's not going to happen, and then you have little accidents all over your house. But this is really something that's for small dogs. Big dogs don't have the same reality. So we want to make sure that you know we're able to offer comfort to our little chihuahuas or our little Yorkies or Italian greyhounds, the ones that really need that little extra space to do their business more frequently, they need this product. And that's why I think it's done so well, mainly because, like I said earlier, the number one comment is how come this hasn't been invented already? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I was in desperate need for something like this. So I was happy to leave my job and transfer over completely to the doggy bathroom and do this full time. And now we're about We've just started our fourth year of business and we've already sold about 15,000 units. Wow, that's uh, great. Which has been a huge confidence boost for us and our team to know that we're making a difference in people's lives and uh, enabling pets, small dogs specifically, to live a little bit more comfortably. So let me ask you, you said small dogs. What is the maybe pound, How many? up to how many pounds? The original doggy bathroom was designed for dogs weighing less than 20 pounds where we're launching next month the, uh, a mini doggy bathroom. So it's doggy bathroom mini. And that was for dogs that are 10 pounds and less. So we have two doggy bathrooms now, regular size, 20 pounds and less, and then the mini for 10 pounds and less. The only thing, and you're right, why hasn't this been designed before? And I haven't been to Super Zoo because since I live in the other end of the country, I've usually gone to Global, you know, Pet Expo with very similar. I think Global's a little bit bigger, but huge pet trade show. And the only thing I've ever seen similar, which isn't even close to what you um, created, is I've had, I think, two of these type of products even on Best Pets for Pets because we've been on Pet Life Radio for 12 years now. Someone designed like a little fake grass pink yeah. area. Yeah. And uh, some dogs and dog owners prefer using artificial grass, which is a very viable solution. They kind of were the first to market with an indoor potty solution. Right. The only disadvantage, well, there's a couple, and I applaud anybody who goes into the pet waste management industry because it's got its own challenges. <laughs> nice way to put it, pet waste yeah, well, management industry. Yeah, it is my life. It is. I've centered my life around it. So that's what I do now. Forget interior design, who needs it? But uh, the interesting thing about the uh, grass is that it starts to smell relatively quickly and washing it is a little bit clumsy and collecting all the dog waste is not the most easy to, to do. But I do recognize, we do recognize that some dogs prefer that tactile touch. 
So the doggy bathroom can accommodate the artificial grass, but also the natural grass uh, inserts as well. So we have a lot of clients who use the doggy bathroom on their balconies where they want they still prefer having their dogs scratch at the door um, and do their business outside. So the doggy bathroom is compatible with the artificial grass or the natural grass patches. And they can go easily on a balcony and it just drops in. And then you get that visual privacy for both the dog and the parents. And, you know, some dogs, bless their hearts, sometimes they have one paw on the grass or on the patch and then one paw not on. <laughs> the bathroom forces them to go completely inside that little room which is why we call it doggy bathroom because you know it's it's more of a little room than it is just like a a horizontal solution right we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back because i have some more questions for you and would love to hear some customer stories we'll be right back hey everyone michelle fern here you know when my cat's healthy she's happy and when my little diva molly is happy that makes me happy but I'm not a mind reader. I don't always know when she's healthy. And so helping me along and just to know that my cat's healthy is just one reason I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is made up of ultra-absorbent crystals that trap odor instantly. No more stinky cat bathroom smell. I love the fact that it weighs less. No more lugging heavy boxes. And it's dust-free. That's because Pretty Litter has a super light crystal base. And it also, since it's dust-free, it's less messy. And the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the trash can. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes color to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. This is so important because, you know, I talk about cats, I have four, but Molly, she's my little diva baby, and I can't tell when she's not feeling good, you know? Cats are stoic creatures. She doesn't say, hey, mom, something's up. So how would I know? Another great benefit is that Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my place. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash petliferadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Elaine, who is the, the president and founder of Doggy Bathroom. So we're talking about the doggy bathroom. And, you know, I think another great use for it is even for people that don't have they're not experiencing right now inclemental weather or they are not in high rise and any of that but what about for when your dog is ill or for pet sitters or something you know sometimes your pet there's a lot of other reasons i think this would be a great solution it is and i mean we have uh like once your dog is adapted to it they kind of recognize it not kind of but they actually recognize it as their area to do their business and um 
my dogs and many other dogs that are accustomed to the doggy bathroom that that have incorporated their lives they have multiple so for example when they go get babysat when they go to their grandparents house or a sitter the doggy bathroom is there and that's a way and you know my parents are in their 70s and uh they want to have confidence of knowing that the dog's not going to have an accident or that they're not going to mess up or, or or think they're going to mess up or so this just brings a lot of confidence to everybody involved so when I, my dogs go over they have a doggy bathroom there and they can do their business there uh so that gives my parents the confidence of knowing that they're not going to be faced with having to you know teach my dogs or scold my dogs or anything of the sort uh if they don't do their business correctly or if they don't interpret uh you know the dog's desire to go outside uh, immediately at that time and dogs are smart you know they start to recognize that that little room that little space is really for accidents and maybe i'm just lucky but my my dog sterling that's his name and you know he he knows what it's for and i've heard him like in the middle of the night when he has to get up and dash out of bed he needs to go he needs to go and he goes right there and he's actually been sick inside the doggy bathroom which i've been very blessed that he's had that ability to make that connection that this is where if i need to either be sick or in, in any shape or form that's where he does it so it's brought a lot of confidence to this household uh, but like I was saying, also going to get babysat uh, and beyond. So that's been really nice for us. What about if you have more than one dog? So if you have two little, and I know that under 20 pounds, because I know some male dogs like to mark their turf, so to speak. It happened to me once, but my dog marked his turf on a bedspread of a neighbor, which shocked me. And it was an expensive dry cleaning bill. But yeah. but um, but it was a bigger dog. But I know even small dogs, that's like a thing with them. Can two dogs share the same doggy bathroom or do they each need their own? Yeah, well, I have two dogs now, actually. So this doggy bathroom has allowed us to adopt a second dog. This is a little rescue that came in. But uh, we have two doggy bathrooms. So we live on two floors. So we have one on the first floor and one upstairs in literally the utility closet. <laughs> so Sterling likes to use the original spot. That's where he was brought up and where he, he was trained. So he uses that one religiously. Uh, but the little guy, the second guy, he's, he's very funny. He likes to do his number one downstairs, but his number two, he likes to do it upstairs. I can't explain to you why, <laughs> but that's just how he likes to do it. And we let him do it that way. So he's got one for number one and, and a second doggy bathroom for his number two. So, but, you know, we have many clients who have asked us this question and also, you know, do I, I have two dogs, do I need, need two? A dog likes to leave their mark over another dog's scent. Uh, and that's a great way to train your dog to use the doggy bathroom. We always say, you know, get that scent in there, whether it's a used pee pad that you put underneath the new ones, or if you can even get the pee pad from somebody else, another one, another dog, get that scent in there. And dogs like to leave their mark, especially if they're marking kind of dogs. Um, so they like to do that, but I think it's more the question of accessibility or quick access. So, you know, we have clients that have, you know, multiple floors in their home and they like to have one or two, like one in the basement level and one all the way at the top. So the dog, you know, the urge strikes, they're going to go to the nearest one. So, and as your dogs get older, they may not have that ability to hold it as long as they would like to. Um, so I think it comes down to more, not so much how many dogs you have, but what is the space and how, how, like, do you live on multiple floors or is it quick enough for your dog to get to? Okay, I understand. Do you have any interesting customer stories? 
I do. We have so many, but I mean, I'll tell you my, I, I shouldn't be my own customer, but I, I, there's one story I would love to share. And this is about the little rescue that I mentioned. So we had no intention on adopting a second dog. And uh, right after we launched the doggy bathroom, I was alerted to a little Italian greyhound who needed help. He was placed in the home uh, and it was not going well for him. There was sir, there were some issues with his potty training. Um, when he got to this home, he was trained more or less to use his pee pads and to go outside, but the setup was really not working. He was having more and more accidents and it was it led to a really unfortunate situation for this poor little pup. So we were asked, can you go pick him up and and foster him? So we did exactly that. And and that dog came here completely scared, um, hiding under the, the, the furniture, uh, immediately like having accidents and of course hiding and dashing away. So we could tell that this dog had had a really hard eight months uh he was only eight months old and he was skinny and it was really not a a good situation so we took him in and we thought we can help him so with the help of our older dog who was already used uh, using the doggy bathroom he was able to be potty trained and was clean within about four weeks of just observing our older dog uh use the doggy bathroom so it's kind of like a nice story that we can say for ourselves that we've you know, tested the doggy bathroom with in different scenarios with the rescue who was really having a lot of issues with potty training, but by observing another dog and adapting and rolling into it, he was able to really, you know, get trained and, and understand that this is where I do my business. Uh, if I'm not outside, this is where it happens. So it was a great story to be able to show and to share and say, you know what, this actually works. Uh, it does take time and patience like any dog, of course. Um, but I'm really proud to say, and this is, and now of course his, his name is Liam and he's stayed with us and now he's three years old and he's been with us uh, ever since. So it was impossible to, to let him go anywhere else <laughs> after uh, we all fell in love with him. So that was, um, that's a story that is very personal to me and, and that I can say if anything that this doggy bathroom has done is give Liam a, a new lease on life and, uh, really his personality has completely come out and he's not a scared dog anymore. He's got a lot of confidence and bravado and seeing him walk down the hall and just play with the other dogs just gives me so much joy knowing that this product helped him flat out have a better life. That's such a heartwarming story. And you probably know this, but they say that accidents in the home like, you know, bathroom accidents in the home are one of the top reasons that and um, misunderstood behaviors. But I know that from all the shows I've done, I like bathroom accidents in the home are right up there near the top to why dogs that are adopted are returned. Yeah. And I second that. And I hear those stories very often. And that's why it was when the opportunity came, I mean, we weren't expecting this, of course, this kind of happened like out of the blue, but we know and, and being in this business, we hear all these stories that I can't get my dog to, you know, train outside and anywhere, like nothing would, would really work. So we've collected a lot of stories over the years of, you know, good and bad, if you will, quote unquote, but the bad ones just require more patience. And I think the best thing that we can do is offer, yes, patience, but also the tools, the tools to the parents, but also to the dogs. The nice thing with the doggy bathroom is that it's obvious to a dog what it is. They recognize the enclosure. They see it. It's a little room that they can go into. There's no risk of them getting scolded because once they're in there, they're inside. There's not like a paw on the pee pad or off the pee pad. And like I was saying earlier in the show, like we're not at all saying don't walk your dog. No, no, walk your dog. They need the exercise. 
they need all of that. But this is really for the middle of the night when it's freezing cold, too hot, high condo, reduced mobility for either the dog or yourself. So it's just really dealing with a real world issue that helps dogs live a happier life. And I think any pet owner will agree that the last thing you want to do is scold your dog or have to correct your dog for an accident that could have been helped. So I'm really convinced and, you know, 15,000 people who also have the doggy bathroom will agree with me that having that device, that tool in your home or your in your environment, your office, whatever, it really helps the dogs give them confidence in knowing that I can go here. I'm not going to, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And we all know that their number one objective is to make you happy. They just want to make you happy. And I feel that the doggy bathroom gives them those tools. Have you, or is it in the works for you to have something where, I don't know, like a little doggy condo? Because you know how dogs, a lot of dogs are crate trained. And I know that they don't like to go where they where they sleep and where they sleep or something. But if it was like a little section off, have you ever thought of that idea or was that probably uh, probably I really, work? Yeah, well, you hit on a good point. And I, I think it's really important to, to not confuse dogs and to make sure that they know like this is the potty area, this is the eating area, and this is the sleep area. So I, in our training guides and in our, on our tips on our website, we always encourage people to let's make it super clear for the dogs. Like this is where you sleep, this is where you eat, and this is where you do your business. So we always say like, even like for dogs that need a little bit more training, a little bit more time, we always encourage them like separate those three. Like it's kind of like a triangle and keep those as far as from one another as possible, just so that the dog can really adapt to it and keep everything like in, in a very clear fashion. You know, this is here, that's here, and this is here. Got it. And I think that what's most confused is for how people do it is the crate, crate training, because it's thought of as such a negative when it's not. But that's another show, another kind of. Do we have time for another story? Do you have another? That was so heartwarming, by the way. And I'm so glad you ended up adopting Liam. Yes. (laughs) Such a great story. It always shocks me when people, because I'm just all about, you know, adopt and rescues. All of my dogs and cats, they, they've either found me or I rescue them. And it's, um, I mean, there, there's, there's so many places to rescue. We're, I'm glad that we're, we as, you know, all the pet people and potential pet people are realizing that um, adopting is a, and rescuing is such a wonderful option. But it's great that you created this wonderful solution because you're right. A lot of people lose patience. You know, there's um, they'll try, and the pet pads just by themselves get wet. The dogs walk over them. They get wet. They fall apart. They get moved around. So in the doggy bathroom, they don't. But again, we have time for another story. If you have another one to share, of course, I had uh, a little dog uh, in Ottawa. His name is Gordon, and uh, Gordon was took started peeing on his parents' bed. no one knew why so they reached out to us and said hi we're looking at your product we're not sure if this would work this is what's happening in our house the email made its way to me and i said good god i've never this is the first I, i don't know why the dog is doing this i'm not an expert in dog behaviors but what i can say is that the doggy bathroom itself will offer a very clear visual indication to the dog where he needs to do his business 
So we need to get that to stop. And like I said, I don't know what caused that, but this started to happen out of the blue. So we can presume that the dog was likely stressed or there was something else that was going on in that household. So the clients did proceed to obtain a doggy bathroom. I asked them to keep me closely informed as to how this was going to work. So the doggy bathroom stayed put in the same area for about a week and the dog would just come up to it, sniff it around. And I did tell him, put a used pee pad in there to get the sniffing started, you know, to really inspire the dog to kind of go in there and leave his uh, his scent. So they did that, but it wasn't enough. So I, they came back to me and said, he's, you know, still not sure what to do with it. So I explained, I said, oh, why don't you throw a dog party? <laughs> so they invited some dog friends over and uh, with the used pee pad that was slightly used, that was already inside the doggy bathroom, inspired one of the other dogs to go inside and leave their mark. Well, the second the first dog went in and lifted his leg, all the other dogs went in. There was a lineup. They sent me a photo, which was really cute. <laughs> it was a queue of three or four dogs that were waiting their turn to go into the bathroom and leave their mark. And they all became very, very curious. And before you know it, Gordon went in there and then lifted his leg and did his business. And then, of course, his parents on cue praised him and loaded him up with treats and pets and love and you name it. And that's the most important part is that when they do what you want them to do, praise them, throw yourself on the ground, roll around with them, load them up with treats. You know, they really have to know that you have to go to that extreme so they really can tell that you're extremely happy with what they've just done. And after more positive reinforcement, Gordon, <laughs> I'm happy to report, uh, is now faithfully trained uh, in his doggy bathroom. And like I said, he had a rough start. All of a sudden started doing these odd things that were unusual. And he did need a little bit more inspiration to, so to speak, to get him to use the doggy bathroom. But, you know, once he saw the other dogs doing it and then his, how happy his parents were, he got on board and, and that's Gordon's story. <laughs> that's such a great story. I think the doggy bathroom is very reasonably priced, um, especially when you consider the messes that your dog will make and the cost of, you know, dry cleaning, you know, comforters and washing rugs and getting having things replaced and constantly. So do you mind telling us about the price? And then there's different parts that you can buy separately if you need to, right? Yeah, so we sell the starter kits for at, at retails at 209 on our website, which is doggybathroom.com. And that includes the doggy bathroom itself with the base. And we have currently four colors that are available. So we have dark gray, light gray, navy blue, and pink. It also includes all the components to get started. So we have uh, 50 pee pads that are involved, and they have that special adhesive strip on the back to secure them vertically. Uh, but if you'd like to use your own pee pads or washable pee pads, that's not a problem. So we also provide clips so you can cl uh, clip your own pee pads to the inside of the doggy bathroom. And then uh, there's a little mask that we didn't talk about, but they're kind of a, little, a, a nice little accessory that, that goes right in front of the doggy bathroom. And those have two purposes. One, of course, we want it to look nice. <laughs> uh, but secondly, also, we want to make sure that if there's your dog steps in something on the way out, we don't want to have endless paw prints all over your place. So those mats are made to absorb uh, any kind of liquid immediately on contact and will prevent any paw prints from going uh, beyond where it should. And those are uh, machine washable. Um, so that's the starter kit. Someone who wants to use just the base, we sell the base also uh, on its own which uh, retails for uh, $54. And uh, that is a rubberized material that is very supple, so safe for dogs, and uh, just has little walls all around it that allows the dog to walk in and then with full confidence do their business without anybody worrying.
worrying about the dog having one paw on and one paw off. So it's completely inside. But just if you don't have a leg lifter, but you still want to have some style, the base is perfect. Thank you for sharing that. So any future products on the horizon that you could share with us? Definitely. Aside from the mini doggy bathroom that's being launched next month, we've also just started working or launching a uh, collaboration with the uh, Keith Haring Studio. So we uh, have launched uh, in Paris uh, two weeks ago. We went to Paris because we're rolling out the uh, doggy bathroom in the European market. And uh, we presented the project at a trade show, a design show called Maison Objet, which has been around for 25 years. And uh, it was a perfect launching pad for us to introduce the doggy bathroom to the European market, but also to unveil the special artist edition with uh, Keith Haring. So we've incorporated his artwork and we've worked with his studio to create a special edition doggy bathroom Keith Haring collection which will also be available for sale as of uh, mid-October. And uh, for that uh, special edition, we have done uh, a base in red and another one in black. And uh, his artwork was applied to the mats, the little decorative mats I was just speaking about. So those are in the front. Uh, And we've also done some special edition Keith Haring dog towels as well. So for bath time. So anything bathroom related, that's where we uh we like to focus on uh so that's the special edition that we're very proud to be uh to be launching and uh i i also want to mention that uh we've also captured the attention of some hotels during the pandemic everybody took advantage of the time of being at home and adopted a dog and now we can all travel but we all have dogs so we all want to travel with our pets and um we've just uh launched the doggy bathroom at the kimpton hotel in uh, in toronto which is a beautiful hotel that has a wonderful pet program. And um, we have just uh, incorporated the doggy bathroom into the rooms uh, upon request. So when you're checking in with your pet, um, you'll get a dog bed, dog bowls, treats, and a doggy bathroom for your own comfort. So if you have a doggy bathroom already and you're looking to travel, it's nice to be able to go somewhere where your dog will recognize their, their doggy bathroom. But if you have never used a doggy bathroom or your dog has never used it, it's a nice way to discover a new product and learn about the advantages of having something like that in your hotel room. So that's something that's really been exciting for us to start rolling out the doggy bathroom in the hospitality sector. That's great. And it's easily transportable? It is. Well, it's stackable and it's a one-piece unit. So the hotels, they're made very sturdy. I can turn it upside down and stand on it and I weigh almost 200 pounds. But uh, it's been really well uh, received within the hospitality sector. In terms of traveling with it, and you talked about uh, upcoming products, so a little sneak peek possibly for next year, we're looking at possibly doing a collapsible version as well for traveling. So it's nice to be able to fold up and put in your suitcase. But in the meantime, our hotel partners are happy to incorporate the doggy bathroom into their pet programs for traveling traveling pets. So Elaine, where can people go to purchase their own doggy bathroom? Very simply, doggybathroom.com and everything is there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting. This has been really, really nice. So I appreciate it. I hope all of you enjoyed this episode. What a great idea. The doggy bathroom. I mean, that's amazing. And so many of us have, you know, little pooches, you know, about 20 pounds and under. So great idea. I tried it for the sample with Mr. Nicky. Uh, He's about 15 pounds. And it was wonderful because Mr. Nikki has accidents. So thank you, Nikki, for testing the doggy bathroom. 
I'd also like to thank my guest for coming on Best Bets for Pets and sharing all this great information about the doggy bathroom. Thanks to everyone listening to Best Bets for Pets Weekly. We have such great products and great stories for, you know, we mostly have a lot of kind of grassroots products, if you will, you know, that there was an idea. Why didn't I think of this? How can I create this idea? So really interesting stories. So I hope you like the products that we've had. And again, of course, thank you so much to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Now remember, keep listening because you never know what we're going to have next on Best Bets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.